and welcome to the Unfiltered Sash podcast. My name is Sasha Andrinova. I'm your host. If you are new here, welcome. If you are coming back, thank you so much for being back and joining me, being a part of this conversation. The Unfiltered Sash podcast is a community for you to get inspired, curious, and connected with your most authentic embodied self. Each week, I'll explore topics such as personal growth, physical and mental health, healing, spirituality, consciousness, and so much more. These conversations are aimed at supporting you on your transformation journey, reframing experiences of stress and anxiety, navigating change, and shifting your mindset through actionable insights. This podcast highlights the beauty and small changes that fuel your highest evolvement. If you are interested in daily affirmations and other content that's meant to help keep you connected with your most authentic and embodied self, please check out my Instagram at unfilteredsosh. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. It is Sasha, and you are tuning into Unfiltered Sash. Thank you so much for being here with me today, whenever, wherever you are listening from. Today, I'd love to talk to you about expressions of love. Humans express affection differently, and I think that the key to maintaining a healthy relationship is recognizing how your authentic expression of love or affection or care might differ from someone else's and not manipulating this expression to match your own. Oftentimes, when we're in partnerships or relationships or friendships, we have a certain love language that we express our love and in what we expect back from our partners. So in a relationship, you typically have a love language that you're really good at giving through and a love language that you prefer receiving in. That might be the same as or different from your partner's. Typically, we refer to five standard love languages, acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, and gifts. There's probably one of those love languages that you typically show your love in and then one that you like to be shown love in. Maybe you really like receiving gifts, but your partner likes quality time. If they're just spending a lot of time with you and you're not getting gifts, you might be confused about, hey, do they love me? Because that's what you want in a relationship. That's how you see that you're valued, because maybe that's something you grew up with. You saw your dad bringing your mom gifts and that's what you saw love to be. Maybe your partner, for example, had a really busy mother or father or sibling. And when they spent time with that person, quality time, it showed them that they were willing to carve time out of their busy schedule to spend time together. And that was shown as love. It's all about what you've been raised with and how you've been programmed to understand what receipt of love is and what giving love is. Another example, let's say, for example, that something you do is you make the bed every single morning in your personal life. You love a clean apartment, you make your bed, you clean up once a weekend, and then let's say you move in with your partner and they never make the bed. You do it every single morning and in your head, you're like, why am I always making the bed? Do they not care about me? Your love language in this case is an act of service. You are keeping the home tidy and beautiful for the both of you to enjoy. You don't like to see an unmade bed. Then you're wondering, do they not care that I'm doing this by myself, that I'm making the bed every single morning? Do they not care about me? Maybe they're doing something else that you're not immediately seeing. Maybe to them, making the bed is not how they show love. Maybe they're not making the bed, but they are coming home from work early every night to help you cook dinner. 
They're cooking dinner with you and they're spending quality time with you to eat it rather than ordering a meal in from the office. Coming back to the bed example, if you say, hey, can you please make the bed? And your partner goes, yeah. Let's say they don't do it because they don't realize how much making the bed truly means to you. Let's say you make the bed every morning and you really care about this and it's something that's important to you and you move in with your partner and then they don't really make the bed every morning. You're noticing all the time and you're like, hey, I'm really frustrated that they're not making the bed. I'm going to say something. And you ask your partner, hey, would you mind making the bed? And they're like, yeah, sure, of course. But then let's say either they don't make it the way you would do it (laughs) or they don't make it at all. And you're sitting here like getting really, really angry, right? Because you've asked them to make the bed and they're not doing it or they're not putting an effort into it. And to you, you're feeling like they don't care. But truly, what's probably underlying this is they don't know how much making the bed actually means to you. They don't know that this is that important to you because you haven't expressed that, hey, making the bed symbolizes to me that you care about our home being put together and clean. It's an act of service, and that's really how I like to receive love. They don't know that that's important to you, and so they don't do it. And then to you, that doesn't feel like love. Now, if you tell them, please make the bed, I really mean it this time, and let's say they make the bed, that's probably not going to come from their most loving place. And in you trying to force them to show you love in the way that you want, you're going to get not the most authentic expression of love from them. Maybe your partner shows love in another way. Maybe they have a really demanding job and they actively prioritize coming home to cook dinner with you and then have dinner with you. That's their expression of love. It's the quality time. But you're forcing them to make the bed, which is just not how they share their love. In forcing them to make the bed, you're manipulating how they show their love to you. And in manipulating that, you're distorting the quality and the clarity of that love because they're making the bed for you or even out of spite. They're not making it because they want to. They're just doing it because you told them to. Try to talk and have an honest conversation with your partner or your friend about how they want to show love and try to see the value in other people expressing love in the way that is authentic to them. Just because someone's expression of love differs from yours doesn't make it any less vibrant and true. It just makes it theirs and it makes it different. If you can appreciate that expression for what it is and as it is, as it manifests, then you're actually preserving the quality of the love coming from another person. Trying to change someone to express love more like you do is ruining the integrity of the expression. When you are getting frustrated about what someone else is doing, whether that's your partner or a friend, consider, am I just wanting someone to be more like me? Am I just wanting them to show love in the way that I show love? Can I love them for who they are? Can I appreciate the ways they show me love that's authentic to them? And when I'm frustrated that someone is behaving a certain way, is it just because I want them to change to be more like me? If someone doesn't behave or show love like you do, it comes down to your non-negotiables. If it's really important to you that you get words of affirmation or touch and your partner cannot give that to you, You are allowed to state your needs and then potentially move on if that's not something your partner can give you. But you have to define that as a non-negotiable for yourself. It's not fair to prescribe one mode as right or wrong over the other because that closes you off. 
you truly want to remain open to other people's expression. You are the conscious chooser of seeing beauty in every expression of love, even if it differs from yours. It is up to each individual to choose how to express love. I can choose to share my love with you through acts of service, through quality time. I could spend so much time with you. I could share my thoughts, my mind, my energy. I could give you words of affirmation, affirming how important you are, how valuable you are, how much I respect and believe in you. And I can equally give you gifts that show you that I'm thinking about you and that I care about you. It's up to you and to me and to everyone in this world to choose how they want to share and express their love with others. It's equally up to each individual to be open enough to receive love in whatever way it comes. Even if a particular form of love or expression of love doesn't look like yours, you can open your heart and be vulnerable to receiving it. Part of that vulnerability comes with believing it. Because it's not how you share love, it might be scary to receive it because there's a part of you that has to trust and believe in another person's expression. However, the converse of that is if you try to force another human to show you love in the way that you want them to, i.e. you want someone to make the bed and you force them to do it, you're disrupting the purity and the essence of their love out of your own fear that you're not getting true love from them. You want love to be shown to you in the way that you're expecting to receive it. And when you don't receive it in the way that you expect, you worry that there is no love. However, in that worry and that fear of there not being love, you disrupt the very thing that they are doing for you or the very way they are showing you love. In your disruption, you distort love and you taint it with your control. How can you let go of your expectations of what love is going to look like from another person and just allow them to show it to you and be open enough to believe that they do love you and that they are showing it? That comes with being more sensitive, more open, tuning in to the way that your partner or your friend is showing you love. And it most definitely can come with a conversation as well, understanding what are the ways that your partner shows affection. It can come with a conversation about love languages, but the first step is being open to seeing how this other person shows you love and opening your heart to believe and feel this love from them in the way they want to show it. In disrupting their expression, you unintentionally create the thing that you fear, which is inauthentic love, love that's farther from that person's true feelings and expression. In trying to receive love in the way that you know how, you disrupt and distort it and you get a watered down version because at that point, that person might be doing it out of spite just to give you what you want. Love does not have to be expressed in your love languages to be love. It does not have to be expressed in your language to be an expression of love. When you manipulate someone's expression to match yours, you're altering its essence and detracting from the potency of that emotion. And that comes with any emotion. It could be joy, happiness, sadness, fear. Just because it doesn't look like the way that you express your emotions doesn't mean it isn't real to their experience. How can you create space for others to feel what they're feeling without trying to manipulate it, without trying to assign your feelings to it, without trying to identify with it, comparing it to a time that you also felt this way? 
let them feel their feelings, create space and notice where are you tending towards wanting to identify with someone's emotions or manipulate the way that they're acting to be more in alignment with how you act. Your fear and your need for control is what makes it disingenuous, not another person's expression of it. If a person does not express love in the way that you're expecting, and then you manipulate it, your control is what is making the love not real and not potent. It's not the fact that they didn't show you it in the way that you wanted to be shown it. Even if their expression varies from yours or the one you want to receive, the only thing that makes it not love is your force, your resistance to the way that human wants to express it. Give others the same compassion that you give for yourself. View their mistakes not as their faults as a person, but as an expression of their program fears. Just like one person might make a mistake in believing that you're not being authentic, you're not sharing love, just because it differs from how they expect to receive it, offer them the same compassion. You can forgive someone else. You can forgive yourself for making that mistake, and you would hope that they can forgive you too. When they don't believe you, when they don't believe you're sharing love, know that it's not coming from a place of attacking you. It's coming from a place of fear. In A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, she talks about how every single action can be boiled down to either an expression of love or us calling out for love. And through that, there's compassion because humans at the end of the day just want to be loved. View their mistakes or misperceptions not as their faults as a person, but as an expression of their fears and a desire to be loved. There is truly beauty in all forms of love and the expression of it. And it's up to you to be open and vulnerable to seeing and embracing the sheer beauty and diversity in human expression of love. Being exposed to a diverse spectrum of human expression is a cause for celebration. When you get to see the different ways that humans experience love, when you get to be shown love in different ways, isn't that adding so much color and vibrancy to your experience? There's no way that that is taking away from your life. Imagine how boring it would be if we all received love in the same way, but all looked the same. Love can look different, and the fact that it does is what makes it beautiful. Different expressions of love are an opportunity for gratitude. They're equally a moment to be proud of both of your vulnerability, the receiver and the givers, and the healing that has gotten you to a place to be so open and receptive of diversity in love, diversity in expression. You are the conscious chooser of seeing beauty in every expression of love, even if it differs from yours. It is up to each individual to choose how to express love. It is equally up to each individual to choose whether or not to believe another person's expression. Again, there's so much beauty in all forms of love and the expression of it. Be open and be vulnerable to embracing the sheer beauty and diversity in human expression. You will be better off for it with more love in your heart. This is a concept that I personally have deeply explored, I think both in having been in several major relationships in my life and then also my background. My parents are both Russian. They moved here in their 20s and they had me and they divorced when I was young. I was around five years old. My mother and my father were living in Los Angeles and my father moved back to Russia where he still resides today. My mother then remarried to a man who's Korean. 
So I'm Russian by birth and Korean by marriage. I grew up very closely to my Korean family. For the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, we would always go and spend time with the extended family, having Korean food at the table for Thanksgiving and all the holidays. And I distinctly remember we used to have a turkey annually, but no one would really eat it. And at some point we just gave up on the turkey. I think it made a comeback last year, but for the most part, it's all been Korean food. Before the pandemic, I visited Russia every year. I would spend my summers there, spending it with my Russian extended family and my father. I think that this tricultural background created a willingness to explore other cultures and a true deep appreciation for them. My mother instilled in me a deep love for traveling. And as my sister likes to say, this means that our family instilled in us a very expensive habit. I was so lucky in that this was a priority that my mother instilled. Every year when we would visit our family in Russia, on the way back, we would travel to another country. And I got to see so much beauty and life around me. Different ways of living, different people, different foods, different cities. And this instilled in me a deep appreciation for them. And a deep curiosity in how other people live their lives and what's important to them and how they show affection and love and how they spend their time. I have always loved seeing the world with my eyes wide open. I think that this willingness to be open has now become a deep part of my own spiritual practice. I love learning about the different ideologies that are in the space and in the field because in some ways they can all be viewed as vehicles for your transformation. Just like different expressions of love, every single ideology is a tool to get you to a state of higher being, more connectedness to yourself. Your different emotional expressions can show your love in different ways. But different spiritual ideologies can get you to be more connected with your highest self and with your source. I personally don't like to prescribe to anyone because I don't like to abide by a strict set of rules that keep you bound to one ideology. I like to prescribe to many different modalities, taking what resonates and leaving what doesn't and using them as vehicles to connect with my highest self rather than rule books that I need to follow. Just as expressions of love differ, spirituality differs, ideologies differ, cultures differ, and there is so much beauty in all those differences. We as a society are at the crux of learning how to celebrate one another's differences, and we have a long way to go. What I'd like to leave you with is who are we to tell anyone that their ideology or way of living or way of expressing their emotions or love is wrong? When we prescribe one mode as right over another, we close our hearts to the full spectrum of human emotion and of human beauty. We're beautiful as humans because we're so different, because we can share and give love because we can express our culture, who we are. So when you're frustrated that someone isn't behaving in the way that you want them to, or isn't showing you love in the way that you want them to, take a look at where their love is coming from and whether or not you're just looking for their love, their emotions, their appreciation, their lives to look a little bit more like yours. How can you soften and see the beauty in their expression? Let your deep appreciation for their expression allow you to express more fully and to appreciate the fact that we have so many different kinds of cultures, of ideologies, and expressions, because that is what makes the world beautiful, and that is the greatest gift.
I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, your week, and I hope to see you so soon. Thank you again for tuning in. My heart is deeply with you, and I hope that you receive my expression of love, my words, my thoughts, my energy with an open heart. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope to see you back here soon. Please remember to like and subscribe. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Unfiltered Sash. Please feel free to DM me, share your thoughts, your feedback, topics you'd like to hear moving forward. I would love to hear from you. And as always, have a wonderful day. May your thoughts be clear. May your words be kind and may your heart be open. Thank you. And I'm so excited to see you here soon. Thank you.